listening to Von Ferden der Free Legal News here on Waterberg Stereo. And uh, remember to send us your emails with your questions and comments. Info at vvd.co.za. You are tuned into Van Velden Duffy Legal News here on Waterberg Stereo. And we received an interesting question from a listener who is puzzled with uh, more the practical side of packing the belongings of a deceased person. Uh, Volker Kreer, uh, as you probably know from our deceased estate department, here to answer this question. Now, obviously, if a deceased was married, for example, and there is a surviving spouse, or if there are children of the deceased, they would normally take the responsibility to pack the belongings of the deceased. But in this specific instance of the listener, uh, it's one where the deceased doesn't have a spouse or doesn't have any children. There's no relatives who live close by. So who in that instance would have to go and pack the belongings of the deceased? Volker, do you have any advice for the listener? That would be the task of the executor. The executor of the estate in any event actually has an obligation to take uh, control of all the assets of the deceased and uh, keep it in safe custody until it can be transferred to the beneficiaries of the estate. So in many cases, the executor would not do it himself because there might be family who do it in the meantime, shortly after the deceased has passed away or even a friend or whatever, and they would just bring the necessary documentation to the executor to proceed with the formal winding up of the estate. But if there is no such a friend or family member that can do uh, that in the house of the deceased or, or, or whatever, then uh, then I would suggest that the executor is the uh, appropriate person to do so. And, and what um, a person can then maybe consider doing, apart from signing a will, is to also draft some sort of letter of wishes, as we sometime, sometimes call it, in which guidelines are then given to the executor in respect of what he should do in the house after that person has passed away. For example, you could in such a letter of wishes indicate that the key for the safe is in the drawer hidden in a, in a box or whatever, or you could uh, also give indication or guidelines to the executor to perhaps destroy the contents of, of, of a drawer with some personal items, etc. So that's not a strict legal document, actually. That's just a uh, an instruction and a guideline for the executor that he can then use to take uh, take care of that task. I suppose the, the letter of wishes you refer to now could be used in the case of a business as well. There's many people who have side hustles, as it is referred to, or something on the side of a small business um, that won't be able to function if the owner thereof now passes away. And this letter of wishes could also stipulate and what needs to happen in respect of the business? Uh, would that work, Volker? Yeah, certainly. That's another case where we often advise clients to do so, to, in other words, draft such a document, which, once again, is not a legal document, so it's not sent to the master of the High Court. It's, in many cases, not even disclosed to the beneficiaries of the estate. It's just a guideline for the executor that he can then use to make sure that the right things are done, also in respect of the business of the deceased. In many cases, the business would be at risk after the death of the deceased. In many cases, the deceased would be a key uh, person in the management of the affairs of the business. And if he's no longer there, then obviously it's very important that the executor knows, for example, who can 
trust amongst the employees of the business maybe to take care of certain things where uh, certain documentation of the business or what needs to be done in respect of the clients of the business maybe within the first two or three weeks after the date of death, etc. So that's an extremely important document, I believe, that uh, should actually be drafted in all such cases where there is a, is a business that would be at risk after someone has passed away. Yeah, Polkin, it sounds like this letter of wishes, as you said now, it's a it's more of a private document. It's not given to the master. So um, I would assume that, let's say, weed is now legal, weed or marijuana. Um, I don't want my mother to know that I uh, roll a doobie every now and then. In that letter of wishes, I can uh, say, if I pass away within the first week, go and look in my top drawer, you must, you know, <laughs> take that weed and flush it down the toilet or whatever the case might be. That is where the letter of wishes would be helpful as, as well, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, sure. That would be, I guess, uh, one example. So, Yannis, uh, uh, yeah, if you want to give me such a document for your will, I'll, I'll hide it away and I'll never tell anybody that uh, that were your, your instructions. Thanks, uh, Volker, but I think the secret is out <laughs> here on Waterbach Stadium. And maybe, Volker... Assets, you know, it's it's not the end of the world if we wait a week or so for the assets to be packed away by the family members or the the executor now. Um, but pets, many many people, you know, they 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 um, say that their pets are their children. So you are now uh, the cat lady. You have ten cats. Obviously, they cannot wait a week. How is that dealt with? Is you can't you can obviously not pack away the, the cats in the box. So, you know, what advice would you there have there for someone um, in respect of their pets? Um, does the executor there have an, an an obligation as well to make sure the pets are taken care of? Yeah, it's interesting. I draft a lot of wills, and a lot of people very, feel very strongly about their pets and and animals that they look after, etc. So. In many cases, we actually, in the will itself, cater for those animals. Um, for example, there are instructions that we can add to the will in respect of what should happen to those pets who should, for example, inherit them. In some cases, the clients even want to go further and, for example, cater for those animals on the long run to be looked after properly. Let's say you have a couple of horses and uh, you want to make sure that they are properly taken care of and you want to provide for the costs of taking care of those animals, then uh, what we would normally do is set up a trust in terms of such a will, a testamentary trust, which is then formed upon the death of the uh, deceased. And uh, that trust would then cater for trustees to be appointed. And the trustees would then, in terms of the trust deed, have the authority to use the funds the capital and the interest of the trust assets to look after, for example, those horses. So that would be one option that you can consider if you feel that you want to look after your animals. If maybe there are a couple of more personal wishes that you might have in respect of those pets of yours, which once again, maybe one wouldn't normally include in a will, then you could also, once again, in such a letter of wishes, give instructions to your executor on what should happen to those animals. I think that is once again where you uh, must have complete trust in your executor, Falcon. Why it's important to 
um, appoint whoever you appoint as executive, make sure it is someone that you have at least met during your life that they would share your concerns in respect of your pets. Um, yeah, if, I, if someone asked me to take care of their pets, I don't think you would have that same emotional connection with, with the dog. Um, obviously, the pet has been with someone for 10 or 15 years, um, although not all dogs get that old, if we stick to that example. Um, but yeah, so you would certainly want to, to, to be sure that whoever is going to take care of your pets, they will treat them with the same love as you did and make sure they get all their uh, treats and snacks. But yeah, Volker, that is that's all from my side. Uh, thank you for your time. I think we uh, dealt with the listeners' question. If there are any other questions that listeners have for us, they are welcome to to um, send us an email or to contact us at the phone. That's all we have uh, time for today. Remember, our email address is info at vvd.co.za. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, make sure that you tune in again next week, Wednesday, between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and then also on Friday evenings.